Hello, and welcome to the first episode in this podcast series, The Truth Be Told. My name is Samuel Clemens, and today I will be talking about the epidemic plaguing our nation known as mass shootings in relations to schools, and what exactly students can do to create solutions for these problems that we have seen in the recent years. First, I'll be beginning with an introduction to what has been happening so far in 2019. Um, Across this year, we have had at least eight shootings that have taken place in high school or college campuses. Um, They have occurred inside gyms, classrooms, parking lots, and school hallways. And altogether, there have been at least four people killed and another 17 wounded. Um, Most notably, um, the... School shooting last week in uh, Highlands Ranch, Colorado, at the STEM school uh, takes for a pretty big bulk of this toll so far this year. So, while I'm getting started, I would first like to name the eight schools that were involved with these shootings and um, not give them recognition, but um, just read them off mainly because some of these schools and some of these shootings or events are things that I really never or haven't heard of in the news and I think um, each school deserves to be named. So beginning in February we have Manassas High School. We then go to Frederick Douglass High School of Baltimore, Kansas City High School, Robert E. Lee High School, Prescott High School, the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, and the two most recent, which are the STEM School in Highlands Ranch and Savannah State University. And even though that there have been four students killed, well, not just students, also teachers, and 17 people were wounded, um, that doesn't mean they're the only ones that were affected. Every single student teacher, administrator, parent at every single one of these eight schools are affected. Each of them have a story to tell about their experience and um, each have an opinion on how this can be changed, I'm assuming. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, What teenagers and students of mass, um, that were in mass shootings at at the school can do about these uh, these shootings and how we can prevent it from ever happening again. The United States undoubtedly has a very big problem on their hands. Um, students go to school, go to public school, private school to earn an education so they can succeed in the future and be a productive citizen within their communities and even the country. These students can't go to school without having to worry about the person sitting next to them having a gun. So first, before being able to fix a problem, we have to be able to identify a problem. And obviously, the problem is these school shootings that are occurring. But what is the real problem behind this? Um, Some will say mental health. Some will say guns. Personally, I think it's a little bit in between. Um, Students should never be able to 
find guns or get their hands on guns, but unless the Second Amendment is, is repealed and all weapons are confiscated, guns will always be present in the United States. That is an innate right. So another issue that many people think is um, a lack of moral courage or mental resiliency. You know, we teach kids at a young age that um, sexual harassment and rape, um, the way to prevent that is to raise children and people who understand that these things are wrong. So some people go into this with the idea that if you raise students and children to be able to understand that murdering another human being is never the right thing to do, that might just be the solution. But here's the thing. Both of those solutions, although the repealing the Second Amendment might not seem like a long-term solution, it is. Um, both of these solutions are long-term. And don't get me wrong, people have suggested short-term solutions like arm our schools head-to-toe with officers and, you know, give teachers guns. And But that's also not the solution. I think mainly the solution to this problem is at home. As a parent, you have a obligation to teach your students right from wrong. You know, whether you do that through your religion or your household set of morals, there is a specific way or specific things that you should tell your, your children what is good and what is not good. And this also goes back to, you know, students don't always tell their parents um, when something is wrong. They close themselves off. And so easily, students can get their hands on guns because parents aren't aware that their child is having problems and there isn't proper precautions put behind these guns to ensure that they are properly taken care of and kept in a safe place. The question we ask today is if legislators um, of states and the United States in general are not going to do anything about this problem. What can teenagers do to be able to fix or find or find a solution for this problem? Teenagers are probably the most opinionated group of individuals in the United States. And they are or should be able to use that to their advantage to make something happen. Ideally, when kids start speaking out about a certain thing, a certain issue or topic, it should be listened to more because they're, you know, usually teenagers are more obsessed with how they look in high school and how they, what they do after, um, after school, what they're doing with their friends. But if a student is going out into their community saying something about an issue or a topic, that should be taken to heart by the community because that does not happen all the time. So an example of this is um, what occurred in, on February 14th, 2018.
which many know as the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School uh, shooting, also known as the Parkland shooting. And what's significant about this shooting, um, not only did uh, 17 people die and other, another 17 people were injured, um, this is the first time we really saw activism coming out of the students that were in this shooting. Um, they were at March for Our Lives. They were um, talking in front of hundreds and thousands of people. And um, that's something we really haven't seen. And they're looking for change. The students that were involved in this shooting are looking for change. And that is something that it doesn't really get more American than that, in my opinion. You know, the First Amendment gives us our right to speech. You know, and these students understand that they can use that to do something good, um, to make something better. And that is the first step to solving a problem, in my opinion. After the shooting, these student, students' first response was not to grieve in silence, but it was to grieve and speak out about what they're grieving about and what the solutions should be and what the students who are going to these public schools are looking for. They used urgent voices and they were on television. Um, they used social media. Um, they did all kinds of things to get their message out on why we need action on school shooting. One of the most impactful activists that has come up since the Parkland shooting um, has been, you've probably seen her on the news, on articles, um, Emma Gonzalez. She was a student at Parkland, or still is, and um, she has really put herself out there in front of the public to um, show her point of view. And I have a quote here um, by Emma or Miss Gonzalez, and it is, so we are speaking up for those who do not have anyone to listen to them, for those who can't talk about it just yet, and for those who will never speak again. We are grieving. We are furious. We are using our words fiercely and desperately because that's the only thing standing between us and this happening again. So... Activism is one of the ways that uh, we find can get your word out, get your opinion out about a certain topic, in this case, school shootings. However, there are ways for students to help this problem while in school. And I'm just going to throw out uh, some statistics here to start this segment off. Um, and the major one that I'm pointing out is that 54% of the respondents in this particular survey by Alfred University said that they would tell said that they would tell an adult, but there were some variations in the likelihood that they would report such an incident. Now, with that 54% being people that would respond, that means the other pretty much half of the students who responded to the survey said they wouldn't report to an adult if uh, if a student or if they heard a student talking about some shooting someone at school. 
which is a chilling fact. Um, I found some other statistics along with this survey, and this would go into the variations of the um, likelihood that someone would report it. Um, younger students are, more, are significantly more likely to tell someone than older students. Um, African-American, Hispanic, or any other minority students are less likely to tell than white students, which is, um, I'm not really sure how they conducted that survey, um, but that point aside. 61% uh, of those who get mostly A's would tell compared to only 42% of those who get D's and F's uh, or, you know, basic and, you know, below basic in uh, certain areas. Students with a high quality of life index are more likely to tell an adult than those who have with a low quality of life index. It would be a 63 to 46%. Uh, media usage seems to have somewhat of an impact as well. Uh, 59% of those who use media or those whose media usage is low would tell, but only 51% of those who have a high usage of social media, media in general, would, um, would tell. Uh, the last two here are 65% of those with low alienation index. Uh, would report to an adult compared to the 42% of those with high alienation index. And those who perceive their schools to be extremely safe or very safe are far more likely to confide in an adult than those who believe their schools are not safe. So if a student, for example, thinks that their school is safe and they hear something, it sounds a little less common for them to hear that. Well, if they believe their school is unsafe, they think they hear that or they see violence more, so they just kind of brush it off. And another statistic I kind of find a little appalling is um, of the people who responded in this same exact survey, which is a pretty comprehensive survey that goes over a lot of um, topics. Um, the part of this survey is what students said about how to how to stop school violence. Um, and 23% of the respond, uh, respondents said uh, teachers should care more about the students. Now, um, in my personal experience, I haven't seen um, teachers not caring about students or caring about more students rather than other students, but that's besides the point. That's my school. Um, that's not everyone else's school. 13% um, said that there's actually nothing that can be done to stop school shootings, um, which I don't believe. Uh, but that's my opinion, um, and these students are giving theirs. So the rest is 12% say that teachers should intervene, take, more active, take a more active role, in their students' lives in the classroom, in and out. 11% um, said educate students about the issue of school violence. 5% um, five said, five said that they don't really know how to stop it. 4% um, said teachers should treat all students equally. And then f another 4% did not give a response in this section of the survey. 
Now, this is interesting. Um, Now, I know the topic of this podcast is how can students prevent this, but one thing that we went over was activism, and if a student sees a problem in the school, something that needs changed, that's what they're going to go out and talk about. So this would be their opinions that they could um, go out and tell the public about. So this is kind of interesting to look at. And the, the survey by Alfred University is uh, very comprehensive on um, can we prevent school shootings? And if so, who can do that? So of the 23% that said that teachers need to care more, um, mainly they're looking for um, teachers and staff to support them and have a positive role or be positive role models for them um, while they are attending school and even outside of school. They want teachers and their advisors to be friends and they want to be able to confide in advisors as well. Um, Some examples of accessory responses in this survey were um, just show support for uh, for the students, uh, maintain a positive environment, um, show students love and care and let them know that they can talk to them whenever they feel like they need to. And that's, I mean, that is a very reasonable um, response. That is a very reasonable ask or um, thing for students to ask for from, te- or from teachers uh, to go that extra step and make sure that every student has the care that they need. Uh, next, we're moving into the 13% that there's nothing, um, the 13% that said there's nothing you can do about uh, fatal school violence. Um, and this was 13% of the respondents, which is the second largest in this survey. Um, students would cite everything from determination of the potential shooter to fate as the rationale behind their answers. And some example accessory responses were absolutely nothing. Honestly, if a kid wants to shoot someone, they're not going to be stupid enough to warn everyone first. They would do it um, out of surprise, which um, honestly makes sense um, where that student's coming from. And um, a lot of the times people don't know um, that someone is so able to or so sick enough to actually shoot at a school or in a school. So the next highest percent is 12% say that, or of respondents say that they're looking for intervention from teachers and staff, and they're looking for them to take a more active part in their lives and not just in the classroom. And this kind of goes back to the the care portion of um, the survey. Um, And they're looking for any, they're, they're requesting intervention, whether it takes in the form of reporting potential problems to the proper authorities like uh, school officials, police, or even school police officers, or um, stopping kids from bullying and teasing other students, which could be a catalyst for um, students to end up using violence or fatal violence inside the school setting. If a student said that teachers should stop bullies as his or her primary solution in school shootings, and the response was included in the intervention category. But they counted a number of students um, who put, put a halt to bullying as, their part, as part in, of their response, although it may have been listed as something else first. 
and that was in that was said inside the survey as a as a disclaimer. Um, some example responses is talk to the kids' parents, uh, talk to the police, and have it take them have them take it from there. Uh, stop kids from harassing others. I mean, actually, do something about it besides just saying don't do it anymore. And that is coming right from the students, which is kind of appalling. <clears throat> Another 12% said that, um, or uh, that teachers um, should be more adamant about paying attention to their students and listening to them. Uh, they think teachers don't have to go to great lengths to find potential problems. They just need to be more in tune with their classes and pay more attention. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the uh, students in this category said teachers don't need to make friends with their students, they just need to be aware of them. Um, some examples, responses inside the surveys were uh, pay attention to kids' behavior and what they say to other kids, learn to read the kids, reactions to incidences at the school, um, and realize if there is a problem uh, in the, their overall life. The next 11%, uh, and this is, we're getting down to the end here, uh, said security um, was the best uh, way to counteract school violence. And um, they said safety precautions are the best way, and um, many of them believe that metal detectors or um, bag checks um, as students are entering the building would help dis decrease uh, school shootings. Some example accessory responses to this category was be more on the lookout and install safety equipment in classrooms and or at entrances of schools. Police guards would help too. Make it like a medium security prison, which is kind of scary um, in that terminology, but uh, because um, students are not in prison, they are going to school to get an education and it is quite sad that we feel as if we need to have a medium security style um, level of um, security in this school. I don't really know how else to put it. Um, they also say have different types of drills and be totally prepared for whatever could happen. So, you know, during uh, our, code reds at my, our code red drills in my school, which is our intruder lockdowns, um, we do the same thing every time. Well, I think some people are looking for these drills to be changed up, so when a problem arises uh, in a different area, we know how to respond to that. Because um, there are certain ways that we, oh, so like the shooter or the um, intruder is on this side of the school, that means we can quickly leave before putting ourselves in more danger. or. The person is close to us, so we need to hunker down and barricade our room. So uh, another 5%, um, we're getting down to the lower um, part of the spectrum here, said that education was the best way to fix this. Um, students believe that being better informed about gun safety and consequences of violence, both legally and emotionally, will help prevent school violence. Um, and some examples of these responses were uh, talk about the shootings that have happened and what happened to the, the shooters afterwards. Um, 
teach the kids more about gun control and about learning to take their tempers out in other ways. Like, I, they put in the survey here, like punching a pillow or something that has nothing to do with hurting a person. But even punching a pillow, um, that, that shows a form of uh, aggression, and that's probably still not the best way to do that, but it's better than um, showing alternate ways, I guess I should say. And the last 5% say they don't know what to do. Um, and it seems like these students are the ones that really didn't care about the survey. They said, um, if I knew I would have told someone, and the, and the next person said, I really don't know. I wish I did. I hope that the, by the time I become a teacher, I will know something to do. I will know something to do that may stop school shootings. And the final category of respondents is equality and these respondents are looking for equality from teachers and the fair and equal treatment of students no matter what their race um, gender anything along those lines are socioeconomic status etc um, some examples of responses are stop favoring students who are athletic smart and pretty but favor all the kids because they are all the future of America and this, this is very true because it is, um, if someone sees one student being favorited because they're really good at sports and the other person really isn't, they've already had, you know, a ton of stuff going against them, this might just put them over the edge. So, of course, um, going over these opinions of students, um, it's, noted, it's worth to be noted that the best way for these students to get their word out is, um, one, this survey did a great job of it. It was very easily accessible, um, and I'm sure it has reached a pretty large community. The other things to do is um, just activism in general. Um, like I said earlier, if people see that teenagers are trying to make a difference, trying to do something to fix their communities, they're going to follow that more than probably they would with, you know, um, just a, a white woman saying it or an elderly person or um, whenever someone is of a younger age and they're speaking out intelligently about a, s a subject, it really shows their passion towards it and it shows that there's an actual problem. Um, so activism is definitely one way to fix this. I also found this article of a, uh, a student from the Parkland shooting who is attempting to shine a light on um, solving this school shooting problem and the problem that our generation is going through. And she went through, her name is uh, Carly Novell, um, she was in 12th grade, and she went through some schools or just contacted random people and she looked for their opinion on what they can fix and there's this whole article about it that shows different children's um, and teens opinions on what the problem with our current system is. Um, a lot of people say gun rights. Um, one student said I'm a proud supporter of the right to own a firearm. Notice I said firearm, not weapon. Um, 
this student's looking for uh, security such as um, metal detectors or one entrance to the school with multiple exits around that stay completely shut unless during an emergency. Um, he says that fully automatic weapons shouldn't be um, should be regulated like they already are. Another student says uh, students need designated time to center themselves for school. Um, another student says a multi-pronged approach to guns is needed, um, not changes to the to the Second Amendment, and it keeps going on and on down multiple pages of just comments, which I find is a very good idea because the student took her idea and put it around the country, and then in, in turn, it got all of these other per people's or teens' ideas out into the public. So the question of this podcast remains as it was earlier. Um, can teens help school shootings? Uh, yes, they can. Uh, is it easy? Not necessarily. Um, but there are certain ways to get your word out there that can help. Um, probably every school in the United States has a public school board meeting that students can go to, family and um, parents can go to, and they can put out their ideas to the school board on what needs to change to fix um, certain problems. With that said, um, not every teenager wants to fix problems, but there's a great amount that do. And um, those teenagers who are out there just need to find their way to do it. There are unique ways for every teen to do something to help. Um, for instance, creating a podcast or creating a website or creating a social media page to get out their ideas. Um, we're known as the mass shooting generation as high schoolers, but we're also known as the social media uh, or uh, age group or generation. And that we can use to our advantage to help make positive change in, uh, in the United States. And that's exactly what we need right now.